For those who don't know, my name is Tim Austin. I'm from the Mighty Brooklyn Ministry. <laughs> it is my pleasure tonight to let you know what we're doing. Does anybody want to know what we're doing tonight? All right. Um, I wanted to share something different, but you know the, Holy, the way the Holy Spirit is set up. You know, he puts things on your heart. Uh, when Greg was singing that song, when the, the Edge Ministry, the Edge Worship Ministry was singing that song about someday, it reminded me about what we hope for. It reminded me that we don't hope, our greatest hope is not to get married. Our greatest hope is not for a relationship. Our greatest hope is not for, you know, money, buku money. Our greatest hope is not for all these things that the world seems to, to put on a pedestal. Our greatest hope is that someday Jesus is coming back. And we get to party with Jesus. Does anybody want to party with Jesus? Because that's our greatest hope. And so in light of that, I reminded of what Peter wrote in, uh, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. You don't have to turn, just write it down. But he says, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. That is our greatest hope, is that one day we get to spend time with Jesus, with God, free from pain, free from worry, free from disease, free from sin, free from the bondage uh, and the sin that is in this world. Uh, and so to help us do that, uh, Beam and Nicole and the other members of the EDGE ministry have really um, been focused on helping us focus on redefining ourselves so that we can be focused on that hope. Uh, and I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, but this whole year, all of our devos have had a theme. Does anybody know what that theme is? I can't hear you. Does anybody know what that theme is? Amen. Uh, I done lost my bookmark. That's why we need family. All right. So uh, this whole year we've been focusing on redefining ourselves so that we can focus and get ready for that time when we spend time with God uh, eternally. And so in January we kicked off with You Redefined. In February we talked about Love Redefined. In March we talked about Wellness Redefined. In April, Dating Redefined. In May, Finances Redefined. In June, Purity Redefined. Uh, in July we had a park service and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> That was about move. I remember my man Josh. Um, in August, we had Unity Redefined in Brooklyn. And some other ministries, Staten Island, Long Island came through. Um, in September, we did Worship Redefined. In October, The Enemy Redefined. The end of October, we had a Redefined Conference. Uh, November was Gratitude Redefined. And now, to bring it all together, it's you, Refined. And so the plan for tonight uh, is two-part. One, we're going to have some brothers and sisters who you know and love come up and share how they've been refined throughout the year. But that don't mean just sit back and tune out and fall asleep, right? Because after that, we're going to break up into groups of five within your rows, and you guys are going to have ten minutes. So if groups of five, ten minutes, that's two minutes a person, to share one thing that God has helped to redefine or refine in you this year. So there are three people coming up. So if you're going to be speaking, go ahead and make your way up here, I believe. Uh, and after that, we're going to break up, and we're going to get deep. We're going to share some things. And, uh, you know, if you've been coming around for a while, you know how we do. We share from the heart. And if you're visiting tonight, you know, and you don't feel like there's been anything refined in your life, well, maybe there's something that you would like to be refined, and you can share that. Uh, so, again, there'll be three people sharing, and then we'll split up into groups. Amen? Let's have some fun, y'all. Buenas noches, solteros. 
Good evening, singles. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Carlos. I'm from Brown Ministry. Yes. So I have uh, two minutes to share with you. It's going to be English, and Spanish, and Spanglish, I don't know. But I'm going to share with you. So I want to share about love. You know, um, one of the best definitions about love was found in 1 Corinthians 13, right? We have a love. It's, it's a great definition. But for me personally, when I have to, def, you know, define love, my definition is God. And, and, and when we take all this characteristic about First uh, Corinthians 13, it's, it's lead to God. You know, you put it together, you compress it, you put it together like, 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 like compress it one word is God. And I want to talk about love. But a genuine love, not the love that I have uh, uh, back in 2016 in the back. You know, I used to love people. I, I love to love people. But sometimes I have a weird love, how to, a, a weird way to love people. And, and, I, and I see that so many people have suffered the consequences of, of my weird love. Sometimes I can give a hug that cross your, your ribs. And that's not love. Even, even my children have suffering. Sometimes they say, Papi, you don't love me. Yes, I do, but that's not love. Wow, that's my way. But it has to change. And this 2017 has changed. You know, uh, um, when we come to, to love people, uh, uh, we have to love people regardless. It doesn't matter what they do or don't to us. We have to love them. And one of the scriptures, uh, it comes from First John 4.19 that I take a person and I say, Carlos, you have to love because God loves you first. And God loved me before even those I was born. He knows all the mess that are going to cause all the trouble in my life. And He still loves me. And in this 2017, uh, it's been changing. I am not there yet, but I'm striving to be there. What it means to have a genuine love, a true love for people. And, and I'm still working on this because... Uh, it's my childhood, uh, and I never feel so love. So I grew up in, in that way, and I thought that was normal. You know, normal, the way that I, that I, that I show love for people, say, hi, how are you doing, giving hug, whatever it is, and, and I thought that was the love. And then when the Bible is teaching me something different, that's good. That's not a bad hugging people and say I love you, but it has to be more. It has to be extra. So that's being 2017. God is teaching me a different way how to love people. It's not God is saying, what type of the love I should have for the people is but these people do something good to you, or the people come to you and cook for you, give a food, invite it over your house. It's not. It's a different. So this year and a year and a year to come has to change something. And I'm changing and I'm learning. I'm learning and the process and the way how to love people. Thank you so much. My name is Vianney. I'm from Long Island. <laughs> so this year, I had many things I desired in the beginning of the year. Can you guys relate to that? I'm pretty sure everyone has something in mind, right? Whether it be work, or it be a friendship, or it be unity, right? But my problem was my desire wasn't God. <laughs> and so I slowly started finding myself seeking it, 
putting too much effort in all these things, um, pursuing it like treasure. And unfortunately, to everyone around me, that's what you're supposed to do, right? The world is like, go for it. Go for what you want. You have to make the effort. You have to do all these things for the things you want to pursue, the things you desire. Um, but, and up to that point, you know, I was so used to God always saying yes. You know, God always told me, yes, you could have this. You're my daughter. You could have this. Until the moment he started saying no. And um, so when he started saying no, my whole world shattered. Um, I didn't know how to deal with myself. It took me months to accept what was going on. Um, It took me a lot of time to recover from bitterness towards God and anger and even envy um, for people that got what I wanted, right? Um, And so, you know, when I think of the moment when God started redefining me, it brought me back to all these moments when he said no. Um, When I really had to... uh, learn the importance of trusting God. And that's how he's redefined me this year. Um, In the moments that I, you know, felt, you know, cried a lot, (laughs) he taught me how to go deeper in my prayers through journaling. In the moments when I felt worthless, he shared scripture after scripture about how worthy I was. Um, And at times that I felt like I was at my lowest, he made it very clear that I got it from here. You don't have to do any work. And um, so at the moment when we're going through all these things, when God says no, we feel a lot of pain. And uh, we get so blinded by our pain, we don't see a way out. And it's in those moments that God keeps proving how trustworthy he is. And he proves for me, most importantly, like he proved over and over how much I can trust him. And what I found as the year started going by, and I started getting over these, like, fears of, like, never getting what I wanted, right? Um, He taught me that my deepest heart's desire is him. Um, And as time passed by, all the things that I mentioned, all these desires that I had, he met them. He didn't meet them in the way I expected, but he met them in the way he thought was best. And he met them in a way where he knew I needed them and molded just for me. And um, so trusting God takes an everyday self-denial. That's something I learned very well. And I'm not an expert at all. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone can be an expert at trusting God. It takes every day you have to trust God. But uh, one scripture that stuck with me this year was uh, Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. And it says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They would be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when he comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So how God redefined me, he taught me how to trust. (laughs) So, yeah. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Eileen Page, and I'm from the Westchester Ministry. (laughs) Uh, One thing that I want to talk about and share a little in how God's refined me this year is um, transparency. Uh, So growing up, um, I was a liar probably for, like, most of my life. I know that's, like, a weird line to start out with. But um, uh, not a liar in, like, the blatantly obvious type of way, like, 
oh, your hair is actually not pink, but more like the subtle, manipulative, do anything to avoid getting deep or going personal type of way. Um, I was very deceitful, and deep conversation made me very uncomfortable. Uh, this facade manifested itself in uh, pride. And as I got older, every time I'd avoid talking about something that hurt me, bothered me, was sin, or things I was unsure or even embarrassed to talk about, I'd lose a piece of myself and uh, grew accustomed to this numb state that was kind of an autopilot where nothing would really uh, penetrate. And... um, I just expected, I knew everything that was going to happen. Like, nothing was really a surprise to me. Uh, But up until last year, God broke this pattern in my life, and um, he started teaching me things in different ways, things that I didn't, things that I thought I knew, but things I did not know at all. Though that was the way I learned to cope with life, he was, like, showing me a new way to cope with life. Um, And he had to bring me back to the basics. Uh, And um, in that, I was able to stop asking. uh, I was able to stop answering, like, just talking as though I knew everything that uh, there was to know. And I started asking a lot of questions. And... During this time, I realized I was so focused on knowing everything that I completely missed the point of why God sent Jesus down in the first place. And though that sounds cliche, like, that's real. Like, I really missed that point, and that's so essential. And that was the love aspect and the relationship with God. Um, So he disciplined me through uh, putting some people in my life who were willing to ask me some serious questions and get in there with me, and um, once I was able to see more and more his love for me and just how he was pursuing me, uh, I grew open and just started talking about everything, probably way too much than other sisters wanted to know, but, like, I didn't want to worry about what uh, other people would perceive me as because I was like, well, God already knows, and this time I believed it more so than just, like, thought about it. Um, So yeah, anyway, a scripture that really helps me uh, is Psalm 13, 5, and it says, I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. Thank you. Can we... Y'all having a good time? Y'all can sit on down. Y'all can sit on down. Uh, (laughs) At this time, we're going to have three more powerful people share. (laughs) Y'all see what I did there? Um, I don't know who's coming first. So if you're going to be sharing up here, go ahead and make your way up first. I think I see the one... And only Colbert Cambridge. Oh, Sean. Hello. Gracias. Well, I'm Colbert from the Brooklyn Ministry. All right. Brooklyn. Okay. 
Now, this year, wow, God has redefined me. You may find this kind of weird, but it's discipline. And the reason that that is the case, even though I've been in the Army for eight years, you figure out I have tons of discipline, right? But you know what happens is that after time, we kind of go back to our human nature. And my, my tendency was to be lazy, you know, just to chill, to procrastinate. And this year, after many years of prayer about it, I decided to go back to school. So, I'm pursuing a degree through Pace University Online in internal auditing. I'm an accountant, and uh, I have been praying about this. Now, the reason why I hadn't gone back to school earlier is because I was debt-free, and I didn't want to get into student loan debt again, you know? But... At the end of the day, the desire for me to pursue that degree outweighed that. And so I had to trust God in that respect. But in going back to school, I realized how much discipline I needed, right? It had been, I don't know, 15 years since I had been in college, you know? So I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm 42, man. It's not the same as like when I was 21, you know? So I had to now carve out specific time, you know, to study, to read, to write papers, to do problems. Because I was taking finite math, bar principal marketing, all these classes. I'm like, yo. But at the same time, I was eager to take on that challenge, you know, because I knew that I had God always with me. And I prayed so intently about everything that I did in doing Bible talks and everything with the ministry. I says, God, how is this going to happen? How am I going to be able to do well in these classes? So God has been continually with me and redefining me in discipline to the extent that I took a final in marking two weeks ago and I had slipped up, right? I hadn't studied because that time I didn't dedicate, right? I was doing all these things, you know, having fun, whatever, whatever. Okay. <laughs> and so what happened? It was three days before I was like, yo, the marketing final. The marketing final. And I had it in my calendar. But I says, God, I look, this is what I did. I prayed hard. And right before I went in to take that test, I, everything is online, by the way. This, this whole course I'm doing is online. Everything is online. So I had the laptop open. They had the proctoring session ready. They're looking at me on the webcam and everything to make sure everything, I'm not cheating or whatever. I'm praying. I says, God, I learned my lesson. If you just be with me right now, right? If you're with me right now and allow me, because I crammed two days. This is how I studied for this test. I just crammed two days prior. I stayed up to 3.30 a.m. two days in a row. Not wise. Don't recommend it. Do not do that if you're in school, y'all. So I crammed two days to 3.30 a.m. My eyes all droopy. And I had to work, and I'm performing at work and doing all that, too. I says, God, if you get me through this test and help me to do well, help me to retain everything that I just read these two days. And it's on this exam. I learned my lesson. I will be disciplined with my time, Lord. I took the exam. Every single multiple choice question that came up, I was like, yo, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. 
the essays. I was two essays. It was like part A, B, C, D, E. I answered all that. I was like, oh, snap, I remember that. I just read that two days ago, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm just writing answers down. I was like, Lord, thank you so much. I got an 88 on that final. Right? I said, God, I know how powerful you are, but I'm not going to make that mistake again. I will be obedient, Lord. I will be disciplined. I will be disciplined with my time. So that is what I learned and what redefined me in this year. So funny. Um, my name is Jessica Moreau, and I'm with the New Jersey Edge Ministry. Where are we at? Okay. All right. Um, you know, the end of the year is always so um, hard for me. I'm really emotional, and so I'm really hard with goodbyes. So I'm always that psycho at the end of the, the New Year's Eve party crying when the ball drops because I'm like, I don't want it to be the new year because I'm sad. But it's also... <laughs> But it's always a good thing because I feel like it gives us time to track our progress. And um, looking back on this year, uh, it's clear that God was really trying to expose a lot in me. I'm a runner, so when God's trying to expose something in me, I'll be like, no, I'm out. I'm not doing it. But he keeps, he's repetitive. And when I see something that God's trying to tell me, it comes in repetitive Forms. And so in New Jersey, we've been doing these um, restoration of the heart um, kind of um, workshops, and it's about emotional healing and emotional um, just tending to our wounds. And for me, I'm like, oh, Lord, uh, you know, going back to my wounds is just something that I don't even want to, like, address. Or, But I'm learning, like, being a disciple isn't always just being happy-go-lucky. Um, it's obedience to God to address your emotional wounds and healings and finding healing to that. And so I was like, oh, okay. Um, and so um, I've been attending these workshops, and what I'm learning is that um, emotional wounds are kind of like you treat them like it's a physical wound. If we got burned or if we got a cut on our arm, we wouldn't just look at it and be like, whatevs, I'm good. We'd, we'd address it, we'd take care of it, and we'd heal it. And it's in the same fashion that an emotional wound needs to be addressed. And so... Um, I'm learning to be obedient in going back. Um, for me, uh, growing up without my biological father, um, it really broke me, uh, you know, trying to find my identity, my, um, my confidence, um, the person who I am. Uh, you know, I'm learning to see that staying in a wounded place, it really paralyzes me from living a true life, um, living the truth, uh, or even just the, the knowledge of uh, knowing that God can do anything, and um, just not being able to speak life into my life, um, you know, and I love God so much because uh, when we're wounded, uh, it hurts him, and so he doesn't want us to stay in that, so he placed an amazing woman in my life to teach me um, how to speak life back into myself, and speaking confidence back into myself, and really um, learning to deal, um, if I had a dollar for every time that I was told that the life, you know, the tongue speaks life or death, or I'm fearful or wonderfully made this year, I'd be rich, because that's something that I've been really growing in, is trying to get my confidence back by speaking God's truth and his love into my wounds, um, you know, 
Um, and just knowing that I've been created beautifully. Um, and another way that God uh, tries to bring healing back into these wounds for me, sometimes I feel like Hope Worldwide sponsor ch- or like um, poster child. I'm always going on these little trips and um, brigades. And for me, um, a lot of times people ask, Jess, why do you serve? Why do you go on these things? And I find that my answer is always a lot less romantic than what people are expecting. Oh, the kids. Or, no, it's really um, more selfish in a sense that I go because it, it gives me so much healing. I find so much healing amongst the poor. Um, Living in Haiti or serving abroad, um, it really helped me to just humble out to find who I was without those things and understanding, um, you know, that I only need God for my comfort and for those things and not the world. Um, Yeah, and so I was able to go to the Hope Worldwide um, conference um, two months ago, and it was amazing. And what I learned about New York Metro is that we are killing it, guys. We are doing so amazing. Um, We are the pioneers. We're effective. And um, for me, my challenge um, um, in being redefined and understanding how to get that is um, serving. And for me, if I were to leave something or part something on you guys, it would be to take a challenge, go abroad, and do it, and see how God can reveal just a lot of what your heart needs. So. I'm going to take this off. I don't like mic stands, by the way. <laughs> I don't like them. Anyway, how's everybody going, doing? See, it's the mic stand. Um, it's Greg. I'm from Long Island. Long Island, yeah. So uh, I want to share about this past year. Um, I think for me personally, uh, I'm not a confident person. Uh, I feel like I struggle a lot with insecurities. And uh, I just grew up naturally timid and shy. And I feel like every day is a bad for me to be out of myself, for me to be bold, for me to uh, be assertive. And, you know, so the one thing that I definitely felt like God was teaching me was like, you know, Greg, you're worth it. You know, you're worthy. Um, you know, it's hard because I can compare myself to other people. I can compare myself to other people's accomplishments, what they've done in their lives. And I look at my life, I'm like, oh, well, if I was, like, younger, I wouldn't have imagined, you know, myself just, you know, still single. Or, or you know, I thought, oh, I'll definitely have a family and kids right now. Um and then, you know, I start looking at me and like, what's wrong with me? There's definitely something wrong with me or, or there's issues that uh, I'm dealing with. But a scripture that helped me uh, this year is in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Starting in verse 12, it reads, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, They are not wise. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God himself has assigned to us, a sphere that also includes you. And I'm like, wow, this scripture really helped me to realize, like, I'm a part of God's sphere, you know? Like, I'm in God's circle. You know, I'm a part of God's inner circle. And it's comforting to know that he can use me in every single way. You know, the finding moment for me was at the uh, singles retreat uh, a few years ago. And um, just even the way that, like, now that I worship God, I feel like it's different. 
Uh, I really feel like I just pour my heart out because I feel like, you know, I need to rely on God. I need to trust in God. And I just remember being, oh, happy day at the retreat. And it was crazy because, you know, there was just a lot going on with the, us having to be quiet and, you know, and I kind of just felt like, like, man, like I just want to sing. I just want to worship. And I don't know. I just felt like at that moment I gave my heart. And I was really out of myself. And then at the end, everybody was like yelling, one more song, one more song. And then at that moment, it was just a reminder that like God has given me talents. God's given me talents to inspire the church. God's given me talent to inspire the lost. God's given me talents to inspire my brothers and sisters. And, and he sees me as special and he sees me as valuable. And because of that, you know, I can definitely say today that I'm a more bolder man today than I was at the beginning of the year. 